Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch, and for the first time, first time of many perhaps, Amanda Renee Giroux. I had to do the full name because it's very classy. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, guys, I think we should talk to Amanda for a bit because it's her, her first time on the show. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I am from Ohio originally. I've been out in Southern California for about five years, and I am a model, host, and actor. All right, she is from Ohio as well. Um, you know, listen, we, we, we are a diverse group. <laughs> it, by, by the way, way back in the day, two years ago when we first began to do the show, it was just me and Jihei. It'll be two years in October. It's two crazy. years in October. Yeah. Uh, but crew, how are we doing on this beautiful Tuesday? I'm doing great. I mean, um, the thing is, every time we add a new person, it spices up the room. I love it. So I'm excited to have you on board. I know you're all, you're all also the like the pot stirrer here when you like bring up topics too. I love it. It's great. Like it just brings better <laughs> radio. So um, no, I I'm good. I'm exhausted. I I just can't shake being tired right now. I don't know what no, it I is. I feel you. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But other than that, I'm I'm psyched for football. Can't get here soon enough. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. Stoked for Amanda to join the show. Very mm-hmm. very love. We're very lucky to have you. And it's a great day wherever you are. Vegas. Um, That's right. Hawaii. L. A. We're all over. We're all yeah. over. Uh, all right. With that said, let's get to, to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Hit it, Jihei. Well, the Tonys... Tonys, the Dodgers. Of course, all I can see is that we lost Tony Gonsolin. Okay, so that's that all would be I'm amazing. We did lose a Tony. We did lose a Tony. Were we nominated though? We got to ask yourself. Okay. That um, I'm not very musical, so I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Well, the Dodgers lost Tony Gonsolin to the injured list and are very slim on pitching headed into September. Gonsolin might be out, guys, for a while. And even though the Dodgers just picked up their 89th win and are still cruising on offense in a playoff series. 
could all of these injuries catch up to them? 100%. I mean, when they lost Walker Bueller, I mean, that hurt. And now they lose Tony Gonsolin. And do we know for how long? Is, is he I mean, he's on, a while? he's on a 10-day IL, 10 day, but, but it could be longer. We don't know how long he's going to be out. I mean, at some point, it, it all catches up to you. I mean, we thought with Tony that the problem would be like he'd never pitched like this for this long. So at some point, he's going to drop off. But if he's not even playing, if he's not available, if he comes back and he's not that that same player that, that he was, that's a huge loss. Yeah, another thing to note is an elbow flexor um, injury is like a precursor to Tommy John a lot of times. So hopefully he's okay. That's a serious injury, though. That's what DeGrom had last year before he got his serious injury. Yeah. He had that exact same injury. So this is concerning for Dodgers fans. They're still going to put up a lot of runs, but then again, pitching in a series against the Mets and a series against the Braves. It's going to be hard, but if they keep hitting like this, they should be able to win some big games in, in September so and in October. Dave Roberts said that he expects Tony Gonsolin to miss just two starts, but you just said it, Brandon. Anytime you hear yeah. the word forearm, Ooh, it's a really scary it's a thing. Yeah, so we'll see what happens, but this team now, you have the Kershaw one and the Gonsolin injury, and Gonsolin is leading the, the, um, the league in ERA wins... He's tied for first in wins, he's first in whip, and he's first in opponent batting average against. So, yeah. I mean, this is a huge, huge loss. There's no way to understate it. This was going to be your game one starter, right? I mean, that's what most people were saying, just how consistent he's been. You lose him, this is a huge loss. But hopefully he's back soon for Dodgers fans. I mean, this is always the curse of the Dodger of Dodger Nation right now, right? Is pitching. It's like, yeah. it's it's like the Clippers with winning. <laughs> okay, first of all, you can't say that, and I love how I love how you're like trying to bait me, but like you can't you can't say that right now. Like that, that that's just a fact. You I just can't say that right now. What, what does our trophy case look like? Who cares? We're beating you guys Congrats. for the last how many how many years? Say that to the seventeen rings. You know what? Just because just because your just because your ego's getting a, a a little shot doesn't mean. Hey, that. I'm, I'm with you guys. I think the Clippers <laughs> have a good shot of winning next year. My yeah. bad. I had but to throw that. Let me tell you, this no, is a course. very tight knit group, and they definitely have that kind of um, you know, if one guy goes down, the next man comes up. And yeah. we were at the Clayton Kershaw party or event. And normally it's a really long season. So if you have one day off, the last thing you want to do is go to the park. And and again, these guys genuinely like each other. And, and like so, the Clippers. The Clippers are a cl- tight knit <laughs> Like group. the Lakers. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. What was the highlight of that event for you? I mean, it was Clayton Kershaw's event. And again, like everyone on that team loves Kershaw, but I thought it was really cool. They brought their wives, they brought their kids. And again, on a night where that is sort of like a quick time where you could take the night off. Dave Roberts was there. Kershaw was there. I mean, it was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool just seeing everybody come together and, again, like you said, take their time off, spending time hanging out and together with their families and stuff. It was it was a really cool event yeah. for a good I, cause. I would see. I would assume that like events like that, um, they're like pure moments, right? Yeah. Where yeah. you have like because you have a lot of times where it's just a red carpet event where it's like just the couple or just the team. There's not you know an inclusion of the family too, which is really, really cute. Cool. Seeing all the kids run around yeah. and yeah, everybody was. It's literally my favorite event, G.K., and you'll appreciate this. You can have red wine while you're walking <laughs> around the field. You you're told on me, the field. That I, uh, yeah. I am jealous because you to, you guys told me you told me that there was just an isosceles. It was which crazy. Nobody ever. I had thought it was. I thought it was just there to just, just to show off. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're we're pouring it. And the first thing.
thing I did, I told Dave Roberts about it because I said, listen, Dave, and he appreciates a good wine. Uh, they're serving just an isosceles. This is no joke. Because usually like an event like that, it's maybe not two buck chuck, but kind of close to it. <laughs> so this was an amazing event. So, I mean, they're uh, probably just doing a little KJ or something like that, right? They're not doing something that's, that's what like, elevated. I would think. Yeah. It's the culture of the Dodgers. Exactly. High class. You got <laughs> to live well, play good baseball, dress yeah. well, feel like good, it. feel well. You know, That's, that's why the, we love LA. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I moved here. <laughs> well, speaking of feeling good, the NFL is just nine days away. I'm so feeling good about that. Cannot wait. Which team will have a better season, you guys? The Rams, the Chargers, or the Raiders? Oh, um, and which team has a better chance to win the Super Bowl? Listen, I know that the Rams are the defending champions, and it's really hard, very hard to repeat. But I'm going to give them the odds on favorites right now. You go to Vegas, it's the Rams and the Chargers are there in the top four. I don't like Vegas. That division is really tough. And so, um, and by the way, not enough is talked about. They don't have a home field advantage at home. Everyone talks about the silver and black and the Raiders. Listen, if you look at your teams, if you're going to go to on one trip, you're going to go to Vegas. That is the one trip that you're flying out to, fr- uh, like on a Friday, get in that hotel with gambling. your friends, gambling. I've been in multiple games there where I felt like I was in Chicago. I felt like I was yeah. at like a yeah. Chiefs game. So um, I like them on paper. I do not like them to win the Super Bowl. I don't like them to win the division. I do like the Chargers, but the Chargers brand and suffer from that Clippers thing where like. I've been here before with this team. We're on paper. They're the best team, and I yeah. think that they should yeah. win it, but like, yeah. I've never seen them actually got, do it. Then you got the J.C. Jackson injury. That's yeah. that's that's tough for Chargers fans. Um, but I'm just going to say this. Everyone's talking about the Rams. Like, How hard is it to repeat? You know what I'm saying? Like, This is a team that almost lost to the Bengals, right? That could... I mean, they won fair and square. Don't get me wrong, but Tampa didn't even repeat with Tom Brady. So it's like one of those things that's so hard to do. I'm rolling with the Chargers. I know shout-outs Sporting Tribune got those two outlooks coming out: the Raiders, the Chargers. I say both of those. Get have Brandon a, with the plug. I love that. Plug for, for this is our, our family, the Sporting Tribune. That's the best, the best, uh, you know, digital newsletter of all time, right? So, uh, look, I have them both winning eleven plus games. So I have the Raiders winning eleven. At Denver, like I like Denver, great city, great people, but it's like they play in a tough division. However, things change if they can beat the Niners in week three because Jimmy Ward's going to be out. So that, that's another thing. I do think the Chargers have the best shot of these three teams to win the Super Bowl. I really do. I really do. I, I agree I, with you. On paper, I think the Chargers are the team to beat. But what do we say? Good on paper. Have you seen Justin Herbert? He's been balling. No, no. again, I'm agreeing with you. I think that the Chargers on paper have the best possible odds to win. Let me just say this because I, I think Jihei was about to say my my favorite line. The, my biggest thing during the pandemic, I had never watched Sex in the City. I watched every episode, and this is Jihei's favorite line. It, well, it's one of them. One Sex in the City has a lot of great lines. I, um, I haven't watched it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, first of all, everybody should binge it. Everybody should binge it. You should. It, it's with, just with no who? With your girlfriend or alone? You could do it alone, man. It doesn't matter. My boyfriend watched it before we even met. So, like, he lo- loved Sex and the City. I think he's really sick of it now because I watch it on repeat. But, um, yeah, the the saying that Arash is talking about is great on paper, bad in bed. So, this one <laughs> is great on paper, bad on the field, I right? I don't. So, it, but that's a coaching problem, like uh, absolutely. But st- but you know still, but but I'm just saying, still, it doesn't like there's there's still all right, all right, problems. All right. I'm not trying to talk crap about McVay. I know he's a genius, but this dude called three timeouts in the worst times against the 49ers. I could have bit him, you know where. Oh, you know absolutely. What I'm saying? I mean, we're absolutely. acting like 
like, like, yeah, the, the Rams he, literally were. Yes, McVay's a good coach. He could have been a better coach. And he still won. He they still won, though. He should have won two Super Bowls, yeah, by the way. He yeah. shouldn't have won one. He should I'll have talk won about two. the worst game of all time 13 to 10, Patriot win. I mean, those were coaching decisions, and I'm sure that yeah. he's looking back on it and being like, Trust you know me, what? I Maybe know I Kyle Shanahan's my coach, so that's <laughs> best coach in the league until the fourth quarter, but that's a pretty important quarter. So, I'm, I'm, no. so this, it's again. It's kind of important to close out a game. You know what's kind of important? I've seen it in the Super Bowl twice, bro. <laughs> you know twice. what they say? They, you prepare for the moment, you're good at, through the whole stretch, and you can't finish. That's why they have a closer in baseball, and Kyle Shanahan's not that. He's the starter, goes six, nice little six innings, gives up like four runs in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. So I again I'm just saying on paper Chargers that's 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 I think in bed pick. too. I think the Chargers are going to really like they, they're going to be good in bed <laughs> this field. year. You I, know what I'm saying? You know, again and here's the other thing that we don't take into consideration on a regular basis is injuries. Injuries, injuries, injuries. There's always going to be them. They're already everybody's already played. I don't know. Them. I'm all in on Austin Eckler. That man built him built himself from nothing. That was a western what you go western Colorado. No one recruited him. Yeah, that's no, why I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen was a JC kid, built himself from nothing. Now he's the best quarterback in the NFL. So he, by like, the way, is great in fantasy. So if you can pick I up Austin Eckler. great in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. No. Um, so, but I, uh, we, we met Eckler um, at Radio Row. And he, amazing guy, has a sandwich named after him, actually, um, by Mr. Ike. We both Ike. do. Yeah. Yeah. You oh, and my gosh. And, and Austin Eckler have sandwiches at Ike's Sandwich. Introduce me um, to him. We can, can help me with fantasy. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's, he, he actually makes it a point too to be make himself available to fantasy football players. He's very or fantasy. He's like the uh, coolest people. dude of all oh, time. He's great. You know why? Because yeah. he built himself from nothing. I'm telling you, all these he's guys they're like given handed it on a silver platter. They're like the like the meanest dudes when it comes to things. But if you build yourself from nothing, that's when you're a nice dude, for sure. Yeah, no, he's great. This all started with Arash. You said that you are concerned about the Raiders' home field advantage. How do you feel about the Chargers' home field advantage? Well, that's another reason that I don't <laughs> love the there, Chargers. There? Well, there's none. There's really none. But it's basically I mean, like playing in the pandemic. That first game of the season, Las Vegas Raiders, that will be a Raiders' home game. So that's that will what be I a was, Raiders' home game. That's what I was just going to ask you, too, is that, like, Raider fans travel, man. Like, they, they will do. go everywhere. It does not matter. They'll go to New England. They'll go to they'll go to London for all that. You yeah. know what I mean? They'll go to all the overseas games, etc. So, it's going to be really difficult, I think. Right, Arash? Yeah, for, I mean, and the biggest problem why they don't have a home field, it is the most expensive ticket. Um, so, I mean, they travel to, you know, Kansas City and Denver. I mean, they, they travel to watch their team. To watch their team at home, it's a pricey proposition for them. So, um, And not all of them are from Vegas. Exactly. They're, they're, they're not. But I thought it was a good move from them because whether you're from Los Angeles or like Oakland, it's a short flight, short drive. So, uh, but I don't like them in that division. Again, home field advantage. And with the Chargers, I've never seen them. I mean, they've had good teams on paper. They've never found a way. And it's a little bit like the Clippers. I hate to make that comparison. But until I see it, I'm, I'm, Dude, I'm not convinced. Justin Herbert's about to throw 40 to 50 touchdowns. So you like him? Yeah. Okay. Chargers are gonna win the division. Chargers are gonna win the Chiefs division. Are how, far, how far can they go? How far can the I mean, Chargers they can go, go to the Super Bowl if they can beat the Bills? I mean, yeah. those are the two best teams. Everyone's like, I think also people are sleeping on the Bengals. Like, they just made the Super Bowl and they got Joe Burrow. They got you know. How Trump hard Nixon. is it to repeat? How hard is it to get there? We already had this conversation. 
So I mean, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. You do you have know. a hot take about the first game of the season, though, right? What Rams the? and the Bills? Oh, dude, the Bills are gonna wipe the floor with the Rams. <laughs> They'll win by like twenty. <laughs> so no. So first of all, I totally disagree with you, but the, but that doesn't really shock me. Second of all, why? Um, se- second of all, second That's of an all, unbiased opinion. Second of, second of all, um, Rams are favored at two and a half. I got them getting two and a half in Vegas. So I'm just saying, congratulations. I'm just, Let's I'm pay just our saying, respects to Jihei's loss right the now. House, I'm just saying <laughs> the house. The house is normally right. R.I.P. to your money. I'm just Thank Vegas the again. They win. Normally, the house always wins. The house is normally right. Vegas. Those odds makers are like scary. That's good, why you go man. plus two point five. That's what I did. Oh, they said minus two point no, five. Oh, no. oh, I got oh. them getting oh, okay, two and a half okay. points. Then you're gonna win. No, no, yeah. Don't pay your respect. Yeah. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, Bills no. are winning that game. I don't think that the Bills are winning, but I'm just saying that, oh, that was great that it was. Then take the L. <laughs> you might win the money, but take the L. You know what I'm saying? No, I still think. I I think that you totally underestimate that Rams team, man. You can you totally underestimating them. He's a 49ers fan. He's still I, mean, I like the Rams. Be good. A drop I, okay. pick from being in the Super Bowl. I just said. I just yeah. They were a drop. We also shouldn't have beat the Packers, and we did. So it's yeah. like luck goes both ways. Yeah. That's why the Chargers are going to be good. Staley literally didn't convert on every fourth down last year. That's bound to change. Like he's yeah. about to. They, dude, they had nine wins. They didn't even have J.C. Jackson. They didn't have Khalil Mack. They didn't have Derwin James. They have all those guys back, right? So like that's why I like the Chargers and the Rams. They're still going to win the division. I'm a Niners fan, but. We're not winning the division. The Rams are going to win the division. All right. Okay, well, it's too realistic. They're just not beating the Bills. Bills are a different animal. Can the Rams beat San Francisco in the regular season? That's true. Yeah, they will this year. They will this year. I mean, again, if Lance is quarterback, Jimmy is their father. I don't know how he does it. (laughs) That guy is, let's say, he comes into the game and everyone's like, this guy's slow. He can't pass, but he always beats us. They said the same thing about Brady. They did. So, and look, look at Mr. Seven Rings now. So, I don't, you Ooh, know. Jimmy Garoppolo, Seven Rings? No. Yeah. You know what I mean. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, like, look look at Tom Brady now. And then, like, J- Jimmy was, like, a little, pro- like, kind of a protege of that yeah. system, right? So, yeah. speaking of Jimmy, he restructured his deal with the Niners to remain on the team this season as the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL history. Um, what does this mean for Trey Lance and the 49ers' confidence in him moving forward? Brandon, you can touch on this. I don't think it's great for Trey lands because Jimmy G will be there lurking in the background. His his good, his good looks, looks will be there. I mean, Trey's a handsome man too, As, though. Listen, if Trey finds himself in this position of throwing a couple of picks and and you know, uh, hey. I, I, listen, this would have been great if they could have found a home for Jimmy G. Having him there holding I, a clipboard. I mean, this guy was a drop pick from from having them back in the Super Bowl. He was a Kyle Shanahan coaching moves away from from winning never, two Super Bowls. He never gets by the enough way. credit. Well, he, he did overthrow gets, that pass that would have won the Super listen, Bowl. Listen, he's a winner. This is your favorite line. He is a he's, winner. He's a winner. He is a winner. He, I mean, he is. In all aspects of stats. life, that man is a winner. That's <laughs> my guy. Um, he but, is a porn star winner, guys. He is a. I don't know. Winner. Is he on OnlyFans? I don't think. I don't think so. Um, you know but, what? Get that back. Maybe if he is good for him. I mean, he's making like 30 in the NFL. He doesn't need to. What I'll say here Extra is in, in all serious. Uh, maybe you do make a lot of money there. I don't know. Some people make $10,000 a month. No, women make ten. dollars I, I don't know. It doesn't. I don't think it matters. I don't think. I think that there are people out there that are willing to pay. In all seriousness, aside from OnlyFans, uh, hats off to the 
women making their money on that though. Uh, but Jimmy G, like he's gonna be a backup, and that's fine. Like everyone's like, oh Trey Lance, he's, he's not gonna start. Like yeah, he's gonna start. Like it's Trey's team. Like Jimmy's the backup. Yeah, he's lurking there. He has his good looks. You know, he's like he's around. Everyone loves him except Kodak Black. He hates him on that <laughs> Super Gremlin walk up. They're like, who's that quarterback with no swag? That was hilarious. I like that when he said that on Twitter. Um, but look, Jimmy's there. I, but it's just. Yeah, I mean, this is a great deal for San Francisco. Think about this. He would have gone to the Seahawks. They would have lost week two. So you kind of had to keep him. The restructured deal is the best backup in the league. And if Lance gets hurt, then you have a guy who threw 3,800 pass yards and 20-some 20, 20 touchdowns. Off. How do you figure they lose to Seattle if... If, if Jimmy's the quarterback yeah. for Seattle? Because Jimmy always wins everywhere he goes. It's like a magnetic thing. I don't know how he does. I want that luck. Can I win everywhere I go? I want to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Wait, but you just said that they would lose to Seattle. No, because Jimmy would be on Seattle oh, if they had oh, let him go. Oh, if they had let him go. Gotcha. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. No, you're totally right. Yeah. Listen, I, I don't think Jimmy G gets enough credit. And I do think the, the problem here, Brandon, is if Trey Lance is struggling, you don't think San Francisco, the Jimmy 49er so, faithful, okay. yeah, are he's not a great look, like, He's a great looking man. Congratulations. Good looks society let's, wins. Let's send him a medal. But the thing is, is like Trey, Jimmy is so limited. He can't throw a ball past 20 yards. If we had anybody remotely better than Jimmy in those games, we win three Super Bowls. That is so, I mean, you're, you're so wrong there. Really? <laughs> you are so You and India there. love Jimmy G. It's like your boy. I, Trey listen, Lance is already better than Jimmy G. He hasn't even played the national. And he's still better it, than it's Jimmy G. It's not a minor thing to be, I mean, he's a winner. He's he also got two inches on Jimmy games. G. 6'4", Jimmy G's 6'2". He's small. You're looking at the stats, yeah. and I don't think you appreciate, again, he didn't drop the pick. He did what he had to do to lead did that he? team to and the Super Bowl. that last drive, he was terrible against the Rams. It was like they, he got sacked. He had if no he was time. truly a winner, he'd say, "Aaron Donald, you're not sacking me. I'm oh throwing this ball God. 15 yards." I am looking forward to seeing what Brandon thinks about that. You think that this team's going to win 12 games or something? You're like out of control. But anyways, all right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, Haters. we'll be joined by our good friend Dave Smith. <laughs> when we come back on the Mightier 1090, the fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown when the underground, when we come around. 
Welcome back to the Garage Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or, or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit Circus sports.com for details and here he is the sports god himself dave smith dave how are you i'm good rosh how you doing good dave are you excited about the beginning of the football season i have no idea what week zero is but we are past week zero we are um, on to week one in college football then shortly after that pro football what are you looking forward to most, Dave? You know me. I'm looking forward to the uh, USC Trojans and seeing what they do. And then obviously fast forward to next Thursday, the Rams begin their season. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, well, exciting. This is the greatest. This is the best time of the year when we're getting into football season here, Ross. So, yeah, I'm excited about this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to college football as well. I, I actually prefer the college game to the NFL. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of college football. Yeah, I'm looking forward to USC. And especially, I'm looking forward to the most of my Oregon Ducks, Ross, opening up on the road at Georgia in Atlanta next Saturday. That is a huge one for week one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, what what do you think? Um, because I mean, obviously they said it's a neutral site, Dave, um, for that game, but it's in Atlanta. I mean, of there's course. there's going to be no, um, there's going to be nothing but an advantage. But how do you see your Oregon Ducks doing in in the soon to be disassembled Pac-12? Um, well, I think USC and Oregon are probably and Utah are the best teams. Uh, if 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 Oregon can somehow pull this off. Uh, and who knows, uh, the first week of the season, and it is a home game for Georgia, of course, make no doubt about it. It's going to be tough for Oregon to win that, and they're going to be significant underdogs. So if, they can, if they can find a way to win, I think we need to talk about Oregon maybe getting into the Final Four into the college football playoff because that's what, that is a huge win against the defending national champions if that happens. And looking at their schedule, they'll probably be favored in almost every game the rest of the way. The other big game, Dave, is going to be Notre Dame and Ohio State. Ohio State is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. What are you thinking about that game? Uh, boy, that's a lot of points, 17-and-a-half uh, with Ohio State and, you know, bringing back their great quarterback, uh, uh, C.J. Stroud. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like Ohio State there, but I think Notre Dame will probably cover that 17-and-a-half, especially uh, that, boy, that is a real disrespectful spread for a team like Notre Dame, who's ranked in the top ten. Yeah, no, the, the coach was actually um, being yep. uh, interviewed, and he wrote down specifically for his team, right. 17 and a half. Their coach, though, he's a winner. Oh, dude, he's great. He yeah, is a he's winner. He's a former alumni. Yeah, but he wrote right. down, oh, seven, 17 and a half. I'll write that down for them. So I got, I got kind of got a kick out of that, actually. I mean, Ohio State always, like, chokes in a game. Like, against Oregon last year, you know, they always, like, they're, like, so good, but they'll always choke in one game. Um I wanted to ask you, Dave, about the 49ers. Arash has given me crap. I'm not saying they're going to be a 12-win team. What I am saying is after the Jimmy Garoppolo news, I was telling Arash, Jimmy Garoppolo can't throw past 20 yards. This guy is very limited. Yes, he's a winner. Congratulations. He benefits from Kyle Shanahan's system. But I really love the upside of Trey Lance, despite him not being able to read defenses as well yet. It'll take time. It's a learning process. What are your thoughts here? What are your thoughts on them this season? Because I think they could be a sleeper Super Bowl team. Yeah, why not 12 wins? You know, seven, 12 and 5, I think, is realistic for this 49ers team. And, uh, you know, uh, 
had that interception been held on, had Tart held onto that interception uh, late in the fourth quarter against the Rams, they're probably in the Super Bowl last year as well. So Win I like the 49ers team, but uh, you know, a, who, who knows? Uh, you know, Trey Lance hasn't really played football in two years since he hardly played at all in his senior year in college, and he was limited last year. I like the upside. I like his athletic ability, but. I, I credit the organization for bringing Garoppolo back here, Jimmy G, and I'm, I'm a big fan of his. As you said, he's a winner. Uh, in the last three years, he's had Super Bowl and uh, you know NFC Championship game the last three years. So $25 million for a backup and a quarterback in the NFL is unheard of. And almost everyone thought he was going to be moved on. So I think that, that says something for the organization. And it also says they're not sure about uh, Lance. If they're going to bring back a guy to be a backup at $25 million, they're not quite sure yet about what he can do. See, I disagree with this. I think this has nothing to do with Lance, and this is why. I think they were more scared that Jimmy would sign with the Seahawks and then beat him twice in the year, and now that ruins that, their season. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's why they won't uh, release him. Yeah, exactly. If, if he's released, right? he could do that. So yeah. I think it's less about everyone's like, oh, they're scared about Trey Lance. I really don't think so. I think they're still rolling with Trey Lance, and Jimmy's the – I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Jimmy starts by week six, and they also have a great insurance policy if Trey Lance – does play like he played in that last preseason game. Uh, I want to ask a follow-up question for you, Dave. You don't, I mean, I know you're saying Jimmy G's great, and yeah, he's a winner, but you don't think we have two Super Bowls if there's anybody, like, remotely good at quarterback in those Super Bowls? Uh, well, I like him. I think, yeah, I think he was, he's been pretty good the last two or three years, and that that, that Super Bowl they lost, uh, well, they, they lost to Kansas City. What was it, three years ago? I know he gets a lot of criticism. Remember, late in the fourth quarter, he had uh, he had a receiver wide open and he overthrew him, which which would have been a touchdown and probably a Super Bowl championship. But uh, I blame that one more on Kyle Shanahan and his gutlessness and his clock management and his timeout management, uh, which is a huge problem with him always. Uh, I think that was more of a Kyle Shanahan loss than it was a Jimmy Z loss. But you, you bring up a good point about Seattle as well because they definitely need a quarterback and everybody's playing the game of chicken over the last couple of months and thinking that the 49ers were going to release him and that they wouldn't have to make a trade. So that's interesting you bring up that Seattle thing because the 49ers certainly weren't going to trade him within the division. But if they released him, that might have been where he wound up. Yeah, no, Dave, I... I, I can't speak for um, your Niner fandom. I'm not. I'm not the hugest fan of that 12 and five. But um, I wanted to switch gears really quick. Um, Dave, the goat herself played in her last open yesterday, last night. Miss um, Serena Williams. I got. It's a two parter for you. Two questions. A. Do you think she got an unfair draw going against the number two in the next round? And B. Do you think the post celebration after her this last win was a little bit too much, appropriate or not enough? I didn't know about that. Who's she playing in the second round? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll look it up for you. But uh, okay. yeah, it's it's the number two, it's the number two ranked yeah. woman in the WTA. So it's it, which considering that she's not ranked, it's really I don't know. It, <laughs> I feel I feel it's unfair, but I just wanted your take on it. Well, you know, she's going to have to play a good players eventually. So so why not early? If she can get past this, she could make a good. And I wouldn't be surprised if she does make a really good run here. She's still one of the best players in the world. She looks like she's in pretty decent shape. Watching that match last night as well, which has been a problem for her the last couple of years. And yeah, that celebration, you think it's probably a little over the top for a first round win, but it is Serena Williams here. This is the greatest women's player of all time. This is, she says, her last uh, U.S. Open, but yeah, she allegedly. makes a good run here. <laughs> Let, let's see if she, gets, if she gets to the semis or, you know, um, you know, and wins it. It, it surprises everybody and wins. Uh, you think she's going to retire? 
I mean, this wouldn't this make it her? Uh, she would she would beat the record for the most opens one if she wins this one. So well, she'll, have the re- she'll, have, she'll have tied the record for most majors um, with, with Margaret Ford at twenty five. I I mean, I, I would think that she'd want to spend time with her family. No. Sure. Yeah, right. and he probably is going to retire at forty. I'm just wondering if he makes a good run here. I wonder if he get the itch maybe to play a little bit more. And if she's still really good when healthy, um, you know, it is, and well, I think a lot of people don't people don't understand what she went through with childbirth a few yeah. years ago. That was a difficult childbirth, and she was in trouble. She nearly died on the table there. That was a real bad childbirth, and that. To recover from that as quickly as she did was remarkable. It shows you what a great player she is. Yeah, um, she's playing Annette. I don't want to butcher her last name. Oh, she's good. That's all you need to know. But I mean, again, number number two ranking. I agree with you. She does have to eventually play. You know, the top five players eventually. But do you don't feel like this is too soon? Well, I think she hasn't been playing, and didn't she get kind of a wild card draw into the tournament here? So she did. Yeah, so you figure she's going to be playing somebody tough early on in the tournament. Although this being Serena, you know, and wanting to draw big crowds and beneficial for the television ratings and for the U.S. Open, if she gets deep into the tournament, you figure they might have messed with the early rounds a little bit to make sure she didn't have this tough a draw. Yeah, you would think that she would, but I I just don't I I was just in shock. That's that's why I had that question for you. Okay, I'm gonna jump on in and I'm gonna bring it back and piggyback off of Amran and ask about one of the best rivalries in college football. So who's gonna take it this year, OSU or Michigan? I grew up in a house divided. My dad's a huge Michigan fan. My mom's a buckeye, so we're already counting down the days till November twenty sixth. Well, that's tough uh, to, to make a prediction like that early in the season when we haven't seen the teams play, but it was good. Harbaugh finally got over the hump last year and beat Ohio State for the first time. And not only beat them, it was kind of a blowout, easy win crazy. in Ann Arbor against Ohio State. But I think you got to go with Ohio State in this game uh, this year, having, having the great quarterback returning. Plus, they'll be at home in the big house. and Plus, with the revenge factor after getting embarrassed on national mm-hmm. television last year, I, I think you have to lean toward Ohio State in that one. Hey, Dave, I wanted to ask you about your curse of the sports god on the Angels. Can you please release it? We just beat the Yankees yesterday. I was there. I loved it. By the way, Grant, Mona, and I, we were telling everybody the Yankees. We were telling all the Yankees fans when we walked out, the Rays are winning the division. They're only seven back. The Yankees are going to have the biggest choke job in the history of MLB choke jobs. They're going to lose the division. What are your thoughts there? And about the Angels, all of a sudden they won four straight against. I mean, what is going on with this team? Well, you know, normally uh, the only way, you know, my curses are the strongest force on earth. Um, uh, um, the, the only way a curse can be lifted is if they, if they win a world championship or if, uh, if there's an apology made or amends made to me when I put a curse on a franchise. But the, the fact, I was thinking just the other day about lifting it uh, but under the following circumstances. Now, Artie Marino has decided to sell the team, thank God, because he's been one of the worst owners in sports over the years. So Artie Marino selling the team. Uh, they would have to fire every single person in the front office. And, and how they haven't all been fired before now is a mystery. He's, he's got a bunch of billboard salesmen there instead of baseball people in the front office. But all of them have to be canned. Everybody in their radio division have to be canned. So if it's a complete exorcism, if it's a complete wipeout and, and starting over again with new ownership, new management, and the new radio division, I'm thinking seriously of maybe lifting the curse, although I might still need the apology. But uh, other than that, 
uh, this could be a way to lift the curse to clean house and get rid of everybody in their front office and the owner. Dave, I want to go back to the NFL really quick. There was a lot of talk about Tom Brady at his press conference. First of all, did you see the 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 look that Brady had at the press conference? Yeah, I did, and I was wondering. Um, I'm also wondering what happened to his face. Was he getting more? Was he getting more plastic surgery during those 11 days oh. off? He, he's, he's almost unrecognizable now from what he was. Around. I know he's 45 years old, but he's had a lot of work done on that face, and plus, he's had the hair implants as well. Oh, remember. Remember about 10 years ago, he was starting to lose his hair, and he disappeared, and there was a picture of him. Uh, somebody snapped a picture of him coming out of the hair replacement clinic. So he, he's having a lot of work done in his mid-40s here. Well, that was going to be my first question, is where you thought he was for those 11 days. Second question is, the Buccaneers have lost a couple pieces to their offensive line already. Yeah. And you, you see the stuff with Brady leaving. Is there any concern there with the Buccaneers going into the season? Um, well, there might be a little concern about winning a Super Bowl again, but they're going to be good. As long as Tom Brady's the quarterback there, they're going to be really good. So, um, yeah, but missing those offensive linemen is going to be tough for them to get back to the Super Bowl and win it again. Yeah, what what are your thoughts, though, Dave, on, on that look? Do you think that he maybe had a little bit of extra work done? Because I do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think yeah. he was getting a little bit of a touch-up, a little nip and tuck. On his face there, and yeah, it, it, uh, over the last five or ten years, uh, there's been a lot, lot of transitioning when it comes to his face. So yeah, I think he was having some work done. Yeah, Dave, I wanted to ask you about Russell Westbrook. Still on the team, Jeannie Buss just said he was the most consistent player last year, the best player, but she had to rephrase that, most consistent, because he played about 78 games. Uh, congratulations, he he gets a medal for playing 78 games. He was terrible. Uh, are Did they going to really move say on? That? I mean, wow. yeah, she said, yeah. Oh, man. Trust me, I'm almost on the genie sell the team bandwagon soon, but she'll, ne- she'll never do it, so there's no points. So I, yeah. I root for her to succeed. Um, but where do you think, are they going to make this Indiana trade? Would you be fine with the Bogdan Bogdanovich trade? Like, what, what, are, what are your thoughts here? Does he need to be off the team, or you just send him home at this point? Um, I wouldn't send him home. You know, I, I just, he's a horrible fit here. You know, we said that last summer. This is an awful trade when the Lakers made this deal and he was a terrible fit last year. Yeah, he's just he, he's gonna have a difficult time ever succeeding in the same backcourt with LeBron who needs the ball and is pretty much gonna be the, the point guard on the offense. Uh, as far as the trade goes, you know, for, for some of these names I'm hearing uh, Bogdan Boyanovich and Buddy Heald and stuff, uh, I certainly don't think that's worth two number ones in twenty twenty seven and twenty twenty that maybe for Kyrie Irving, but for those guys, yeah, you know, unless you know uh if they get a Miles Turner and a Buddy Heels to go along with Westbrook, uh, you know, I, I, I think the, I mean, for Westbrook, I think that makes them serious championship contenders again. Maybe a significantly better team. Uh, I wouldn't give up two number ones for those guys, though. But um, I also think if if I were the Lakers, I would make Westbrook the the second unit point guard. I think that's the best role for him. Not being out there with LeBron. He, He's still a pretty good player, and I think if he's if he has the ball and LeBron's not out there, he could be kind of effective, especially against the other team's backup. So I think that would be my role for him. Dave, we are close to two weeks away from big fight night in Las Vegas. I'm going to be there. Uh, Canelo, Triple G. What can this weekend, what can that fight do for the sport? We've talked about it. I mean, it, there's big fights happening, but it, it does not get that... Um, 
traditional coverage you know you know again the the people who aren't big fight fans they know canelo they know triple g they know floyd maybe a few other people's what what can this fight weekend do that's funny i didn't even realize that fight was two weeks away (laughs) exactly wow a couple of years ago this would have been the biggest thing in boxing and now it's uh it's not a huge fight anymore although triple c's already beaten him twice in my opinion so this uh this brings up a lot of interest on my point, but yeah, um, in Las Vegas, it's going to be difficult for Triple G to get a decision uh, against, uh, against Canelo Alvarez. I think the odds are really stacked against him. I think the judges are going to be in the hip pocket of Canelo. Maybe not as much as they were before when Oscar De La Hoya was his promoter. So uh, I like Canelo because I don't think Triple G can win a decision in Las Vegas uh, against him. And what it does for boxing, it sets up a really interesting fight, although. Canelo said the other day, he was talking about the, the Zerto. Uh, Zerto Ramirez, is, I think, is a good live dog going up against uh, Dimitri Bivol coming up here. I like Zerto a lot as a light heavyweight, a young fighter. Uh, if he wins, Canelo said, I don't want to fight him because I don't want to fight Mexicans. He said that, uh, wow. I think, yesterday in an interview I saw. So that would be a good matchup, Canelo and Zerto, or Canelo against uh, Bivol in a rematch. So. Yeah, I, I think a lot of good things can happen out of this fight coming up with Triple G. Dave, when you see you know Jake Paul get all the um, headlines and and you know like, listen, I, I think at the end of the day, if boxing can get younger viewers, I have no problem. When when you see Jake Paul get these headlines and these big fight nights, and you know if he wants to fight Floyd and things like that, do you have a problem there? No, I don't at all. And I'm not as down on Jake Paul as most people are, Ross. I know, I know you kind of feel the same way as well. Yeah. And I'm with you. I know you and I are both old-school boxing fans. And there's a lot of purists out there. And there's a lot of old-school guys who hate stuff like this and, you know, uh, think it's a joke and think it's a circus. But you're right. Uh, Jake Paul has brought in a lot of people in the under-30 crowd and putting eyes on the sport and selling tickets and creating new fans and people who probably never would have watched boxing before. I think it's a good thing. So... And I also love the fact, uh, Arash, what he does for women's boxing and yeah. the fact that he's raised the paychecks and that he's made millionaires out of the, out of the women boxers and, and out of his own pocket, the undercard guys, he pays them, you know, double and triple what they would normally make. So he's really good as a promoter to the undercard guys and the women. And that's one of his big beasts with Dana White is he doesn't pay his fighters enough. So, uh, uh, in that regard, I like what Jake Paul is doing. I mean, and Dave, that is such a big key. I mean, no knock on top rank and Bob Barum and Don King, but you need younger people like that. And so that's why I have no problem yeah. here. Um, and, and so you can learn from... By the way, you can learn from like like all the leagues out there how to attract younger people. You know, um, hop on TikTok post fight and do things like that. Um, what That's is what baseball been, needs a hundred percent right? Last sixty seconds here. So what 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 can what's the next big fight that you again? We got Canelo Triple G September seventeenth, I believe. What's the next big fight that 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 you are you've you've circled? Well, it's the one that I've wanted to see for the last five years. Errol, Errol Spence uh, yeah. against, um, against Terrence Crawford. Uh, you know, that's, that's the big one. And they better make this fight soon because yeah. uh, they're not getting any younger. I think Crawford's in his mid-30s now. This, this is the problem with boxing. The best fights don't happen. This should have happened five years ago like uh, 
like Manny Pacquiao and and, um, and and Floyd should have happened six or seven years before it did. But that's the one there. Spence Crawford is the one I've been waiting for for a long time. I would love to see that fight happen. I mean, and, you know, now that Crawford's yeah. not with, with Aram anymore, why not, Arash? Why can't we make this fight? I mean, Dave, you t- touched on it. That's the problem. We don't get the best fights. We get that in UFC. We get that, obviously, in, in like, all these sports leagues. In boxing, it's the one thing where you, you, you hear from Bob or you hear from Austin. Girl, you, I mean, nobody wants to hear from the promoters. Just give the fans the best fights well, that's that they why I want. I need to be the commissioner. Uh, we would love that. Needs the commissioner. They need uh, the sports uh, guy to be the commissioner. I, I, I would have both these guys in my office with their promoters and their network yeah. and said, you have 30 days to sign a contract. Yeah. You have 90 days to fight. And if you don't do it, I hope you enjoy getting your boxing <laughs> license suspended. Yeah, suspend your boxing license. Exactly. That would bring them around real quick. I love oh. it. Dave, you're the best. Uh, let's talk again next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.